Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And today I'm going to talk about a little trick that I've been using to triple my cold email response rates. And I call it an exit clause. So after reviewing my own cold emails and thousands and thousands of cold emails from people who have come through our community, one thing I've noticed is that a lot of people tend to end their emails with a statement like, looking forward to your reply, or thanks in advance, or let's schedule a call, here's my Calendly. And on the surface, these range from what might appear to be typical sign-offs, you know, looking forward to your reply or thanks in advance, down to these sales strategies that we sometimes find on blogs where, you know, if you send your Calendly link, you make it easier for them to book a time and therefore you're going to get more, more of these calls booked and more meetings and more sales and blah, blah, blah. And really, if we boil it down and if we peel away the BS, none of these are good ways to end an email. Why? Because they make the person on the other end uncomfortable. And the reason the person on the other end is uncomfortable is because One, they are in the position of leverage in this conversation. And two, the statements that we just went over, looking forward to your reply, thanks in advance, here are some times, let's schedule a call. They're super presumptive and they're borderline entitled, to be honest. So why is that the case? Well, when we thank someone in advance, we're essentially saying, hey, I'm fully expecting you to do this. Or when we say, you know, let's schedule a call. Here's my Calendly. We're not giving them an option to say no. And that doesn't feel good when you're the the recipient. It especially doesn't feel good when you're the recipient and you know that you are in the position of leverage, right? Because at the end of the day, we want something from this person. We want a piece of advice. We want a referral. We want an introduction. We want a sale. We want something, right? And they're the ones who can give it to us. So it's a very strange thing for people to do to not be in the position of leverage, but make this statement that essentially assumes that the next step is a certainty, right? So the person receiving this email When they read it, worst case, they may look at this and be like, who the heck is this person? And just delete it, right? Because of that statement. Uh, But if they do reply to you, we also need to be mindful of that first impression, right? And one thing we don't want to come across as is entitled or just assuming that this person is going to do something for us, right? That person's going to be a little bit more wary. So instead of doing this, I actually flipped it on its head and I started doing the exact opposite thing and it skyrocketed our response rates. So what I started doing is something that I call an exit clause. I essentially acknowledged the situation at hand, the elephant in the room, and then I gave the person an out while still offering the opportunity for connection. So what I might say if I was sending an email as a job seeker to somebody I'd never met before was something along the lines of, lastly, I know your time is valuable and I know this is a big ask coming from a stranger. If it's too much right now, that's totally fine. Feel free to say no. I'm grateful for any information you're able to share either here or over the phone. Either way, I hope you have a fantastic week. And that's it. That is the exit clause. So what did we do there? Well, first, by saying, I know your time is valuable and I know this is a big ask coming from a stranger, I'm acknowledging their time, but I'm also acknowledging the situation that I am a stranger making an ask. And that right there shows awareness and a little bit of empathy, right? 
And then I give them the out. I say, if this is too much right now, if you're too busy, I totally understand. Please feel free to say no. I'm giving them the option to say no or not respond. And then finally, I say either way, regardless of the outcome, whether you say yes or no, I hope you're having a great week. Oh, and then the last piece that I added in there was I'm grateful for whatever advice or whatever information you're able to share here or over the phone. So that's basically saying to them, I'm really grateful for anything you share with me, whether it's one tidbit or whether it's a 30 minute conversation on the phone, I am grateful. And people tend to really, really appreciate this because we're showing empathy and we're showing awareness. We're treating them like an actual human being and we're recognizing our position in the situation. It works surprisingly well because so many people do the opposite, right? So many people send these emails with self-centered asks and presumptive statements. So if we just do the opposite and if we act as you know humans and we treat the other person like a real person who's busy and has other priorities, we actually boost our response rates because so few other people do that. And people just want to be treated like people. So the next time you send an email, I want you to do two things. One, I want you to include your exit clause. And I'm going to give you a little copy paste template below the episode here. So if you just scroll up on, on the episode, you should be able to grab that. I want you to include it. And then I want you to track the outcomes. I want you to see how the response rates and the actual you know conversion rates, the meeting rates compare to the other emails that you've been sending when you start including the exit clause. And I bet you it's going to be a lot higher. I bet you're going to see a lot more responses. And then the second thing I want you to do is before you press send on your next cold email or any future cold emails, I want you to just ask yourself, if I received this email, would I want to reply? Would I be compelled to reply? And in most cases, I find that the answer is no. So what you need to do then is tweak the email and change your language until the answer is yes. And if you receive this email from a stranger, you would be willing to help. If you do these two things, I promise you, you're going to start writing better, more effective emails that get higher response rates. So that's it for today. Again, I have that copy paste template below in the show notes. So you can go grab that for your exit clause. But please, please start including this in your future emails and track the metrics so you can see for yourself whether or not this works. And I have a feeling that it might. But outside of that, as always, thank you so much for listening to these episodes. It means the world to me. I really appreciate you. And I will see you in the next episode of the podcast. 